coming up tonight. It'll be a great one in Chestnut Hill where Boston College hosts unbeaten Clemson. And the Tigers have beaten their last four opponents by an average of 51 points. I asked their head coach, Dabo Sweeney, earlier this week. From the outside, this team has seemingly gotten better and better every week. What has been the biggest factor about this team in terms of its development? Uh, I think just, just the focus and the leadership that we've had. I mean, these guys have been amazing. Um, I mean, just really locked in into what they want to achieve and, and uh, easy to come to work with every day. They, they've been so consistent uh, with their preparation. And uh, the leaders on this team, we got this is the most veteran team I've had, have done a great job with our young players and kind of, um, you know, setting the charge for them, the tempo for them, and, and modeling uh, the way we do things. And um, so it's been a fun group to be with. We've gotten better and better as the year has gone. We, we've developed good depth. And uh, uh, I think that we've created our identity. And all three phases have really done a good job of creating energy for each each other and complementing each other. And we, the last four games in particular, we've been – uh, winning that turnover margin, and, and uh, so all those things have, have been a good combination for us, uh, for sure. Also winning by an average of 51, which isn't too shabby. <laughs> Sometimes we look for defining moments. How much was the win over Syracuse one of those? Uh, Trevor Lawrence's first game, he gets hurt. Chase Bryce makes a big play on fourth down late. Travis Etienne was brilliant that day. Was Was that the start of all this really starting to click? Well, I, I think that was definitely one of the big moments along the way. But, but we, we, we start over every year, and, and it's really, you know, I always tell people, if you haven't put the work in in January and February and March, April, and through the summer, you know, it's too late when you get to, when you get to game day and it's, it's game four or whatever and you're down in the fourth quarter. Uh, man, you're, you're, all of it matters. And it, it started really when we started over in January and just – just the development of the leaders on this team and so forth. And so there are a lot of moments, but that's definitely one of those defining moments uh, within this season um, uh, for sure, you know, because we had had, had uh, you know, what potentially could be big distractions and, and things like that. Obviously, uh, Kelly uh, deciding to, to move on, and that was a lot of emotion involved in that And because uh, a young man that we – we really love and care for, and and, uh, and so it was. And now you, you're 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 you, we've made the change, but now your backup is a guy who really hadn't played much, and and then you get into the game, and your 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 tackles out, your starting corners out. Uh, we had another player starter out, and then and then lo and behold, a quarter and a half in, your your new starting quarterback <laughs> goes out, and uh, so it was a it was a very challenging day, but. You saw the resolve of our team, the love that our team has for each other, their fight, and uh, you know we found a way to win the game. Uh, so after that, we just kind of have taken off. Uh, so I definitely feel like that was a, a big-time defining moment uh, within this season. When you had made the change uh, to Trevor Lawrence, and you also went to Deshaun Watson in the middle of the season, I'm not sure those two are related, but is there a preferred spot to buy that guy time to get ready for when the change is made and, and by the same token also give him enough time to succeed should that team go far enough in the season? Yeah, I mean, there was really none of that was a part of the – it's just simply based on where we were at the time. I mean, 
you know, after the first three games, um, you know, we were we were still kind of in the same spot as far as uh, we were still going to play both of them. Kelly was still going to be the starter, and but after the Georgia Tech game, I mean, it was just it was just where we were at that time, and uh, you know, we just felt like that the right thing to do was to start uh, Trevor, and, and Kelly would have continued to play for sure, uh, but you know, things changed on, on his end and. And uh, we we got to move forward, but um, you know, ideally, you'd like to have that done before the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a, in a perfect scenario, you like to kind of know who who your who your starter is if you have a solidified guy before the season. But that's just you have to play the hand you're dealt every year, and that's kind of where we were. We felt like coming in that it was close, and that we had two guys that deserved to play. And um, you know, if it if it changed, it we would all know it, and we would see it on the field. And uh, and that's that's exactly what happened. Talking with Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney, and Trevor Lawrence has really done a fabulous job so far, and he seems to pick things up very quickly. What is it about him that you like the most or that stands out the most? I like his humility. He's a very humble kid, um, great work ethic, loves to prepare. He he's, he's processes things very well, very you know high football IQ, but, but I mean, his and then his just poise. Um, and then obviously his skill set that he has for the position is is unbelievable. You know he's six six, two hundred and seventeen pounds, and and a very accurate thrower. Not just a not just a guy that has a ton of velocity. He's he's an accurate thrower, um, and really has great command of what we're doing and understanding of defense. On defense, that defensive line, which has been fabulous so far, decides to return to school for one more year and and chase that national title once again. When they make that kind of commitment, how do others fall in line? And and do you feel any pressure that to repay them for that that loyalty at all? No, I mean, I mean, they came back on their own uh, merit. I mean, they all uh, certainly could have left, but but. Uh, you know, they made that decision. I mean, all we do, our role is to just get them information and, and then they have to make the decision um, because they're the one that has to live with it. And so my job is to is to give them the best possible chance to be successful and, and to, to surround them with uh, the same type of commitment, you know, from the staff, from the support staff, from the other players, because uh, these guys are unbelievably committed. And, um, you know, I, I want to see them. Uh, leave here with another championship. I would love that uh, because they deserve it. They've, they've worked so hard. And uh, you just want to do everything you can to help them have a, a great uh, final experience. And uh, it's been amazing being with those guys uh, because they've been incredibly focused um, since they made the decision to come back. They made it for different reasons, but uh, they all are at the same spot as far as what they wanted to achieve within the season. Uh, this, this final year. So it's been exciting. It's hard to believe how fast it's gone. We're going into game 10, and next week is senior day for us, and and uh, just could not have a better group of guys to, to, to work with every day. It's November. As you've said before, it's a championship phase time. You're unbeaten. Everyone you're facing now, this is the equivalent of their bowl game. Uh, for a coach that was a def- that is a defending national or has won a national championship, I should say, how do you handle that and impart that message to your team? Well, it's just it just all builds together. I mean, you know, this is the biggest game of the year, uh, but but so was so was game one and game two and game three and 
that's just really what we do, um, and, and it all builds. I mean, we we stay focused on what we're doing. Our, we have a very consistent preparation plan every week that doesn't vary. Uh, it doesn't matter who we play. We're preparing the same week, same way this week as we did all the way back to Georgia Southern in, in uh, you know game three or whatever that was. So uh, we treat every opponent with great respect, and um, we try to prepare every week for a full quarter game. And we just we, we have a high level of accountability. We we really try to perform to the standard that we've set at each position. Um, you know, winning performance. So uh, just being consistent again with with how we approach things week in and week out. And but as you get to this point, uh, you know, they've kind of had their head down and, and they're grinding and grinding and grinding. And, and now you get to a point where you're like, man, you can kind of look up a little bit and kind of see where you hope to go. But then you just put your head right back down and you go back to work because you only get you get there one step at a time. You know, you you can't win 10 uh, or 12 until you win 10. You know, you, you don't get to skip ahead. You just got to <laughs> just stay focused on the task at hand and what you're doing in the moment. Talking with Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney, you're very big on family. So just how special is it to not only be able to coach your son, but to be able to enjoy the success that you're having together? Oh, it's really cool. It really is, uh, you know, especially for me here at Clemson because, you know, my boys have, you know, in the coaching profession, a lot of times, you know, you're 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 moving around all over the place. But, but I've been so blessed. This is my 16th year at Clemson. My 10th as the head coach. So, my boys have grown up here. I mean, they were four and three at, when we moved here, and and my baby Clay was born here. And uh, so now I got a sophomore on the team, a freshman on the team, and a freshman in high school. So they literally grown up on the sideline here at Clemson I think I think Will my oldest was was 10 when I got the head job and so it's just amazing uh, because they have just uh, loved every second of it and they've always been so um, much a part of, of everything they, they, they know all the players have always known all the players and now to see them as players to see them living their dream and getting a chance to to just grind man and, and be a part of Especially this team, man. This is such a special group of guys, and to know that my sons are are getting impacted from, by some of these guys on this team, it's uh, it, it, it's great. And the support staff that we have here, uh, so I've I've really uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And seeing him score his first touchdown last week, when that happens, do you kind of step out as the coach and the emotions of a father take over? Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. That was that was pretty cool. I, when they made the play call, I was like. Hmm. This uh, he might have a chance here, and man, well, he made a nice little run, and and that was just so neat. It was so neat. The biggest thing for me was just seeing how happy his teammates were for him, and uh, again, to know that that uh, you know he's got that experience, and and he achieved one of his goals, something he's worked so hard for, and just uh, it was definitely a proud moment as a father, proud moment as a coach, but but certainly as a father too. Finally, you've elevated this program to incredible heights and, of course, the national championship a couple of years ago. Growing up in Alabama, you dreamt of playing for Bear Bryant. Unfortunately, you didn't get that chance. But how, you did play for the Crimson Tide, of course, but not for Bear Bryant. How do you feel now that, that kids grow up dreaming of playing for you? Uh, well, you know, that's the, I've never really been asked that question. That's the first <laughs> time somebody's uh, ever asked me anything like that. I, I've never really thought about it, to be honest with you. Um but um, I, I think that's uh, amazing, and uh, it's a huge responsibility, uh, you know, on my part to to make sure that, um, you know, we do things the right way and we represent things the right way and that, uh, 
that uh, you know we 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 don't let those kids down. And uh, you know I, I I did not get a chance to play for for Coach Bryant, but I feel like I did because I played for Gene Stallings and worked for Gene mm-hmm. Stallings for seven years, and and uh, he was a junction boy and and one of Coach Bryant's you know favorite. And I I, I learned so much about Coach Bryant through Coach Stallings. And uh, my time at Alabama, uh, for sure. Um, but uh, I, I, that's a great honor um, to know that there's some kids out there that, that are dreaming about, you know, coming to play for Coach Sweeney at Clemson. That's uh, that's that's a pretty cool fault. Absolutely. And you have made college football cool, and what you have done at Clemson has been terrific, and we've enjoyed watching it. We thank you so much for a couple of minutes and greatly appreciate it and hope we can catch up again soon. You got it. My pleasure.